0: Yo, 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 what is up? Welcome to Riffs on Tap, episode number 51. I am your host, Alejandro, joined by uh, no one today, actually. Uh, Unfortunately, due to some scheduling conflicts, it'll just be me today. Uh, So expect it to be a little bit shorter, uh, just because I'm going to go over all the things that I have going on. Uh, Some of the music I've been listening to, uh, some news stories, and the what. But I don't have anyone to bounce anything off of, so... Uh, It's going to be just a one-man show. Very uh, Colin Cowherd style, I guess. Not really having anyone to bounce anything off of. But uh, pretty much this week's been... uh, It's honestly been kind of a slow week in terms of music discovery. I feel like I've been stuck in a little bit of a rut lately. uh, Listening to a lot of the same stuff. Just kind of over and over again. um, And I haven't found anything uh, that's really stood out uh, to me uh which is sad to say because i know there's a lot of great projects coming out uh one of them being uh the calvin harris record uh funk waves bounce volume two which uh, we i've talked about before how uh when the first uh volume came out volume one um it was fantastic it was great it was filled with uh, a lot of featured artists um some of the featured artists you had on there were like um uh, young thug and like dua lipa uh, i pulling it up right now some of the uh artists that they had on there Frank Ocean Migos, Schoolboy Q Young Thug Pharrell Future Khaled uh 8-track Travis Scott Snoop Dogg John Legend Nicki Minaj Katy Perry Kehlani uh Lil Yachty and Jesse Ray like the the lineup was stacked every single song because with Calvin being a DJ um you know you want he needs those vocals and so it was just a stacked lineup. It was a really stacked lineup. It was a good mix of stuff. Stuff that really um, kind of was vibey. Like it, Nothing was super crazy upbeat like you'd play in the club type of stuff. But stuff that you definitely would play uh, if you're going out to the beach or not. You want some great background music. I feel like this album is one of those you can kind of loop. Um, it's just good, good feel. A pretty short album with 10 tracks, 38 minutes. Uh, but it's definitely one of those I would recommend going back to. Um, in preparation for uh, the volume two, which I don't believe, uh, let's see, we do have a date, I think, it is August 5th that that'll be coming out, so it'll be about eh, three weeks or so from now, uh, we do now know it's 14 tracks on there, uh, two of the songs have come out, New Money, which is the track with 21 Savage, and Potion, the track with Dua Lipa and Young Thug, um, I haven't listened to either. I'm kind of wanting to stay away from listening to the singles just because I want to go in there track one through 14 and listen to it, uh, for the first time. Uh, I listened to a little bit of potion, but I didn't want to like really dive into it too much and, and play it. They have another track here listed. that hasn't come out yet. I believe it comes out soon, which is stay with me. It's going to have Justin Timberlake, Halsey and Pharrell on it, which i don't know calvin calvin has such connections that he's able to pull together so many people um and i just i like kind of imagine that it's just a text message or a phone call of calvin just being like hey justin you doing anything and i'm gonna be in la and uh, Justin just being like sure let's get together let's get in the studio let's work on something um because he, he pulls together these features so effortlessly is what it feels like uh, he's always putting out tracks with crazy names. Um, the only one that I feel like he wasn't able to get, um, and this is pure speculation on this one, was his song, This Is What You Came For. It featured Rihanna in it, which most artists, most DJs, you have a track featuring Rihanna, it's going to be a fantastic track. Rihanna such an amazing artist, a great vocalist, um, someone that, you know, is just so immensely talented all around. Um, So having her on a track is really, really special. But when you listen to that track, for me, it felt like the vocals were not written with Rihanna in mind. Um, It was one of those tracks that felt like the person who was intended to be on it was going to be someone like a Taylor Swift. The way that the chorus rolls, it's more, I guess, in her style. I think of a a song like uh, Shake It Off. Um, it's a similar cadence and feel, um, that I think would have played really well for her voice. Um, and don't get me wrong, Rihanna did a fantastic job on the song on the track. It's a great fucking track. Um, but I feel like the song definitely wasn't written for her and her range and her kind of um tonality um you know it's, it's a very upbeat song and not the round isn't upbeat but um it felt like it was more of like we're shooting for the radio hit let's put the radio hit name on there that would sing you know, your classic melody like a taylor swift um either way i love the song it's fantastic i especially enjoy the dylan francis remix on that track but calvin has always been able to pull together uh, a lot of um features on his track and i'm really happy to see him kind of return to classic calvin harris um because you look at his albums that he put out uh 18 months i created disco um motion was a big one as well like he was the top of the edm game for the longest time like you go back to you know 2012 to 2015 like he just absolutely dominated um and he kind of took a step back And, you know, I I do appreciate that he is willing to try new stuff and go in kind of a different direction. He spent a lot of time with his side project uh, with Love Regenerator. Um, It's the name of the project. And that project, although very good, is very housey, house house feel to it in all the tracks. I like that he went in a new direction and tried new music, um, especially because he didn't tamper with or deal with the calvin harris moniker he just was like all right cool i want to try to make some new music i'm gonna go ahead and make a brand new alias love regenerator and i'm just gonna slowly start putting music out um if i do remember correctly when he was first putting out music as love regenerator he did also put the little calvin harris on there so people can go okay who's this love regenerator but it says calvin harris on it and so people could be like, oh, this is this new side project. Um, and uh, I've loved all the tracks on it. Um, you know, I I wish we would get more music from it, but uh, maybe one day after Funkwave Bounce Volume 2. But I'm looking to Calvin Harris for this new album. Like, I'm really, really excited for where he's going to go with it. I hope he returns to the festival circuit again. I would love to see him him close out a stage at an ultra at an edc you know he's gonna pop up on a Lollapalooza lineup a coachella lineup uh governor's ball uh maybe make a return to acl i remember um seeing calvin back in i believe it was 2015 2014 somewhere in there um he was closing out sunday night at acl on the main stage and uh i was with my cousin and we had just uh watched Zed playing on one of the smaller stages and uh it's back kind of before zed was as massive as he is nowadays and i remember watching calvin and calvin just he just he knew what the crowd wanted he played just straight hits for an hour hour like hour hour 15 or so and uh it was great that's what the crowd wanted sometimes you just kind of have to play the hits uh, I always appreciate when a DJ is willing to try out new music and uh, play some stuff uh, that uh, people haven't heard yet. For, you know, playing stuff out for the first time, I think it's awesome. It's, uh, it's fantastic uh, to see an artist try out new music and get a a, a real feel for how a crowd's going to react to it. Um, but sometimes on these on these bigger festivals where it's a mix of different artists and everything and most people are going to be familiar with a lot of the top names and, but maybe not be able to name too many of their songs. They want to hear the hits. They want to go, Oh yeah, I've heard that song on the radio. Like, Oh, that's such a good song. Oh, I love that guy. This is him, Calvin Harris. Um, and, uh, I think that that's something that artists, um, you know, should focus in when it comes to these festival shows. You know, you, you have an hour, 30 minutes, 45 minutes to present, you as an artist to a group of people who maybe have never heard of you and you want to put your best foot forward so i feel you got to play those hits um i I know with the guys you know going to acl last year we were really trying to not only see some of our favorite artists but kind of discover some new artists uh which i'm really happy uh we found a, a lot of really cool artists uh from it um but yeah when you put your best foot forward you go ahead and you're playing your hits you go wow you know let me let me go ahead and let me uh let me check this person out let me go see like what are their top three songs you know they got you know let me listen to those let me see what's up with them um i have found though uh there are some artists that their live renditions very different than their recorded renditions uh i know one song we've talked about before is trinity river by uh, charlie crockett I feel like the recorded version is okay. It's good, it's solid. It's like you hear the idea and and you know the the passion in there for the most part. Um, but it just doesn't have a life. It doesn't. It feels kind of almost lifeless. Um, you know, like a robot's playing it. But when you hear it live, there's so much passion and love, and there's there's a soul. It, it has body and soul it is alive it feels electric when you hear that track live and it's one of those that uh, i always hope you know charlie will play at his shows and i've been lucky every time i've seen him that he plays trinity river uh, but it is one of his older tracks so i totally understand him kind of phasing it out um as as that guy is constantly putting out new music and uh, we talked about that last week how um you you will most likely be the last person to hear about a Charlie Crockett album because the guy doesn't tell anybody. He'll just, like, upload albums and put out music and not tell anybody. He'll go on tour and not tell anybody. Yet he still is selling out shows, which I appreciate that. He just has a lot of really diehard fans. Um, Just more credit to him. You know, uh, he's still on that grassroots movement, you know, independent guy. I appreciate, you know, uh, he's willing to stick with that, uh, moving forward. Um, but maybe a little bit more social media presence wouldn't, wouldn't hurt. Help get a few more people uh, listening and stuff. Uh, Bring a little bit more money in. do bigger tours, go more places and stuff. Um, but overall it, it's been a bit of a slow time for me musically until I heard a track yesterday. So I got into my car and, um, I once again have a radio in my car Uh, I was able to sell my old car and and purchase a new one and uh, of course with most of these new cars you get they've got like the satellite radio and all that junk and uh, I'm not a super huge fan of it I used to be a big satellite radio guy but I prefer kind of just listen to my own stuff but over the past week or so I've really enjoyed uh, having access to the radio and, and listening to see what's popular what's going on um, and the like, and so I got in my car the other day, yesterday, and I noticed that there was a track. Uh, I had it on Diplo's Revolution, an EDM channel on Sirius XM, and uh, you never know what you're going to get. You know, it could be he, he, they could be in the middle of a show, a rerun of a of a artist show where they're showing off music. It could just be random tracks playing. Um, they do some interviews sometimes as well on there. But I I heard a track and instantly was like, who is that? I need to go start the song from the beginning. I want to listen to it over and over again. It was a song by this new group called LF System. And they kind of popped on the scene. Just kind of, it feels overnight. From what I've done my research on, uh, they're a Scottish duo um, comprising Sean Finnegan and Connor Larkman and they they have three tracks that i can see bougie bougie uh dance cliche and their main track which just came out afraid to feel i just got to be straight up with y'all this track is electric um and from a, a technicality standpoint there's nothing crazy special about the track it's samples uh the 1975 tune i can't stop turning you on by silk um and it it, it sampled it very heavily it is the main focus but it's all the little drums and extra things they add onto it just give that song so much movement and it is just absolutely fantastic and uh, afraid to feel which is the name of the song um this week surged to number one on the uk charts uh which finally kicked off kate bush uh with her track um running up that hill uh which has kind of been uh one of those songs that's been all over social media tiktok um seen its its spot on the charts here in the u.s not as much in the uk like i said it was number one um um on the charts there um thanks in part to stranger things uh stranger things season four came out and that song featured prominently in the show and made people go whoa what is this track and and i love it when an old track like that is able to bring new life um thanks to either a tiktok trend a show that used it prominently um other forms of media i'm starting to really see and learn about how just influential they can be for some of these artists. Um, I know Riley has mentioned before about Peter Capaldi. I believe it was the show 13 Reasons Why uh, where he first heard about Peter Capaldi and that show really helped push him over the edge in terms of popularity. Uh, He's a a massive, massive uh, star and artist and a fantastic vocalist. But having that little push, having your song featured in a show really can be a big difference. Uh, another track that we we saw uh come out of the same season of Stranger Things was Metallica's Master of Puppets which is just crazy how it's so different than Kate Bush's song which is a pop song uh i believe some people have kind of listed it as an art pop song um it it's a it's, it's a very it's a, it's just good good pop music from the 80s and contrast that with a metal band like Metallica and Master of Puppets, which, if you've never heard Master of Puppets, one of the most fantastic guitar riffs to open that track. Uh, it is an amazing track, front to back. Um, I've actually previously been really getting into Master of Puppets, uh, thanks in part to uh, a DJ mix I was listening to on the Annie Nightingale show on BBC One. Uh, she was doing... a a label showcase of one of my favorite labels sable valley which is run by rl grime uh one of the artists on there has a remix of master puppets it's it's uh, an edit he did that kind of speeds up the song just a little bit and gives it just a little bit more punch so it hits on the dance floor and so uh that track is has been in my mind a lot lately of just oh it's so so epic of a beginning and the guitar is just amazing it's fantastic um, but back to LF system. So these guys kind of came onto the scene pretty quickly. Um, and so one of the things that, um, uh, in its sixth week, it made it all the way up to number one, uh, which is crazy, um, how quickly they were able to rise, um, uh, to where they are. Um, but it's one of those tracks that I think is, uh, is in big contention, uh, possibly for song of the summer. Uh, we're right in the dead of summer right now, and I think this track it probably has the best chance of seeing a Song of the Summer uh, title attached to it. I will say, and because I am Hispanic, I have a lot of feelings for another track that recently came out that I think also could be in big play for Song of the Summer is Yo Las Bongo, which is Dioro's new track from his new album, uh, and it features Los Tuscanes de Tijuana, and Mafio. And I talked about it a couple weeks ago. About uh, This song is just upbeat, fun, happy. Um, it's a perfect blend of that dancey, tejano, reggaeton kind of vibe. Um, something that I feel is perfect for the summer. Like, I, I imagine listening to that song while you're at uh, the pool with your family. And it's just playing. It's just good, good time. Good fucking time. Um, but afraid to feel um, is very different. It is a disco, funky house track, and it just has very soulful vocals. That when the song starts off, it's nice and slow and soulful, wonderful vocals on it, and then all of a sudden it just hits a beat and it just pumps and goes. Um, and that track, it just it gets me moving. Like it's one of those that I cannot wait um, to like hear it on the on the dance floor and, and have a DJ play it out. Um it's one of those tracks that I think with certain remixes we could see even a dubstep artist play that, a trap artist play that. It's not just going to be limited to just house tracks. Um which I always appreciate when genres that are nowhere near each other can cross over in really fun ways. I know just a few weeks ago, I believe that Electric Forest is where it happened. Uh, John Summit, one of the big up-and-comers, currently one of the hot guys in house music, decided to go to Electric Forest to play a back-to-back set with Subtronics, which, uh, if you aren't familiar, Subtronics, a big dubstep guy, uh, one of the the major forces in dubstep currently. Um, And people kind of scratched their head going, John Summit, the house guy, is going to play a... A back-to-back set with subtronics and people also joked about john summit he's uh, he's pretty vocal and active on twitter um you know he's he's the bender guy he's like oh you know i'm just gonna go in a bender and just you know drink a bunch and do this and that and it's gonna be crazy whereas subtronics is the i'm gonna stay in my house and smoke weed all day type of guy um and so it's interesting personality wise to put those two together as well as musically And uh, I just saw a clip yesterday on Twitter of John Summit playing out uh, one of his tracks. It was a Subtronics remix in one of his sets. And I was like, whoa, like, I'm loving this crossover between House and and Dubstep because I feel like those two just don't mix. Those two don't um, go well together, at least in my head, because their tempos are so different. Um, But it's been exciting to see this, like, fusion i i didn't think that was the fusion I, w- I was um gonna be looking forward to um another fusion that i kind of been like leaning towards is what knock two has been doing uh knock Two's a dj i uh, signed to the label sable valley uh which is rl grime's label and he he has mostly trap music uh but he's been uh getting a lot of play he he has one track that's absolutely just getting rinsed right now. Um and I love it because just everyone can play it in their sets and it just like it works. It just works. It doesn't matter if you're playing House, Trap, Dubstep, Um, hardstyle Style, like there there's a way to fit this track in there, which is his uh song Dash Star. Um, you know, he's gotten support from a lot. A lot, a lot of the major DJs. You know, you, you look at your DJs like Tiesto Uh, Valentino Khan, Diplo, um, you name it. They've played his track out, Dash Star, which leans on the house side. Little bit of trap drums in there. And that's why I kind of felt like with where Knock 2 was going, I thought, okay, we're going to get like, you know, a trap backing of like drums with more of like a housey vocal, housey drop where the bass isn't so heavy. It's more of a, a vibe. It's more of a consistent flow. So I thought that was going to be the crazy mashup we were going to see as Trap continues to reinvent itself. House is always prevalent in EDM music. Dance music wouldn't be what it is without house music. Um, but I'm loving it. I, I appreciate that house music, I feel like it's more accessible to people. Um, I felt like there was a period of time uh, when I first started getting into EDM back in like 2010 where house music was like, wow, this is slow and boring. Like, there there wasn't much going on as compared to dubstep in that era, which is the Skrillex era. Um, it was aggressive, and it was forward-thinking, and it it was very innovative at the time. It didn't just feel like noise. Um, it felt... Uh, you could feel the emotion and the, the feeling in the music. Whereas house music, although soulful at times felt kind of boring and i appreciate where people like john summit are doing currently is you still have your basics your basic four on the floor beat but the vocals have been expanded a little bit it's not the same you know monotone you know dude just you know saying a couple lines that don't really make any sense and there's like a a drop and just like a a pumping bass line um it's gotten a little bit more melodic and its house has kind of always, you know, been fluid, but it's becoming more and more fluid to where it's we're changing tempos on it. Um, it's just more approachable to play out from uh, a wider variety of DJs than just your traditional house DJ, DJs. Um, I feel like, you know, DJs can play a Matroda track. They can play, they've got that the clony uh, track that keeps getting played um um i'm blanking on the name right now but like djs are okay playing a Metroda track like a lot of people have been playing pwr power which is the Metroda and blue claire song um because it's more and more accessible to get these house songs in there because they're willing to work at different tempos it's easier to mix them in there now um and house music is just like having a really really nice revival you have artists like jaws who are giving you more of a bass house if you're a bass head you get those wobbly bass lines in there but still the four on the floor uh backing of a house track you have artists like side piece which is uh, a joint project between party Favor and nitty gritty uh they came together for um a house side project which the story on that's actually super simple uh nitty and and um uh, uh, party favor were just talking one day and one of them said you know I've been kind of getting into making house music lately and the other said really that's crazy I've been doing the same thing we should get together and make some music and I love it I love it when artists are just like hey like let's just make some music together and they end up making ma- a masterpiece which is kind of you know reminiscent of when Grizztronics came out uh, the song Subtronics and Grizz made it was was not unheard of to have uh, a pairing like that Grizz has these like really big wobbly bass lines and they just like fill a room and Subtronic style of dubstep was very wobbly as well so it's understandable to have both of them together on a track but when Grizz Tronic came out um, that absolutely got rinsed so much just by us every DJ was wanting to play Grizz Tronics it was one of those tracks where it's like your set wasn't good unless you played gristronics in it or played some type of edit remix of it or whatever. Everyone wanted to remix it. It absolutely got rinsed when that song came out. Um, but yeah, house music is just seeing such a really fun, um, expansion. People are, are willing to break rules and just be like, I'm not going to make house music. I'm going to make music. You can call it house but I'm just making music, and I love it when an artist has the freedom to just go ahead and make music. They're, they have no constraints in terms of genre or idea uh, or feeling. They're just, this is what came to me, and I'm going to go ahead and put it all out there, just full emotion, uh, which is really, really fun. Um, one of the artists who uh, I appreciate is uh, continuously expanding um, is Dylan Francis. Um, he recently put out a track with an artist that, uh, I've been very vocal in the past of not being too big of a fan of, but I have to give it to him. Um, he put out this track with Elenium and I get it. I get it now. I get it why Elenium is so popular. He, he makes these, these buildups and these drops in such a way that like they get stuck in your head. They're contagious. they his songs are fun to listen to and, and sing along with. But they are, they do lean on the emotional side, which is not exactly why I turned to EDM music, um, having it be more of an emotional feel. Like you, you go to one of his shows to, you know, uh, be one with the music and one with the crowd. Um, uh, whereas for me, for the most part, EDM music is kind of like, I listen to it when I work out. I listen to it when I want to get motivated. I want to get moving. Um, but, you know, that's why London music has never sat with me well, because uh, it's not what I'm looking for in, in, in terms of EDM music. But this track, Don't Let Me Go, Dylan Francis, uh, Elenium, and Evan Gia on vocals, um, it's just fantastic. I got into my car today, and that track was playing, and instantly I started singing along. And I was like, what are you doing? You don't like this track. And I realized, like, no, you can't run from it. Like, you do like this track. It's really good like you know dylan wouldn't just pair up with Elenium just for the clicks and the views and the streams you know with him being such a big name um he did it because they made a fucking fantastic song together and i have to just give props to dylan and Elenium for making such an amazing song um and uh, that's the first single off of his new ep he'll have coming out um I just need to check on the name of that EP. It's uh This Mixtape Is Fire 2. Uh a sequel to his 2015 album This Mixtape Is Fire. Which you know, it's it's an album that I really appreciated, the original This Mixtape Is Fire, but I didn't realize just how much music came off of that. Um for it being so short, being 7 tracks and 23 minutes long. ...that he still plays to this day. Um, uh, Bun Up the Dance Floor, this song with Skrillex, he still plays every show. Um, Coming Over is a staple. Um, that's the song with Kygo featuring James Hersey. Um, What's Your Name, song with Calvin Harris, Bruck Bruck, I Need Your Lovin'. All of these tracks are mainstays still to this day, seven years later, in a Dylan Francis show and i never thought we were going to get a sequel to it he had joked about it so i thought oh he's just joking like it'll never actually happen especially because we got the what what album in 2018 which um uh is his album that he primarily he only wanted to work with spanish-speaking artists um latino artists and he wanted to showcase their work and how talented they were so on that album he you know he had featured Uh, Laura Zemina Sarinana Yashui Iled Delaghetto Fuego Happy Colors Young Ash And I think he'd even said it openly Of just I made this album And I wanted to showcase these artists But at the same time I'm looking to get my Latin Grammy And he was nominated for um, For his song uh, Let me see what was it It was I believe it was Sexo uh, With uh, Residente um that was nominated for a latin grammy and unfortunately he did not win um uh, as as funny as it would have been to have dylan francis as wide as he is go up there to receive a latin grammy it uh, did not happen but i appreciate that he really put a lot of passion and care into the album um and it was recognized by by people and uh the tour he had following that album, absolutely fantastic Then he had Magic Is Real, uh, another EP, uh, absolute bangers on there, uh, good mix of, of style, some house, some bass music, some, uh, Moomba in there, uh, which is really, really nice to go back to the old stuff, and then he put out Happy Machine, which was all house, it was pretty much all house, it was all fantastic, upbeat, positive, and that was his goal with that, so, come, with this new album coming out, this mixtape is fire too, um, we're going to see a return. We're going to get some dubstep uh, Dylan Francis, something we haven't seen in seven, eight years. Um, we're going to hopefully see a trap song on there. Um, maybe some more mumatone because um, that's always kind of, that was how I got into Dylan Francis was his Moomitone. And um, we're, I'm really excited, you know, him being one of my top artists. Um, you know, I, I look forward to it just off of this first song, Don't Let Me Go, it, it, you know, I, I wanted to, to not like it because of the addition of elenium but, uh, it, Elenium ended up being the part, the reason why I loved it, um, and it was such a fantastic song, um, and it just makes me so happy and excited for, uh, what Dylan's got coming up, if this is just the first track on the album, um, but, for the most part, going back to the original point of house music and LF System, Afraid to Feel. Please go listen to that track. It will be on the playlist. Um, it is just a fun track from start to finish that's nice and upbeat, um, great vocals that you want to sing along to. Um, and honestly, in terms of like the EDM community, no other track has really stood out for a song of the summer so far. So, Afraid to Feel, uh, although it leans more to the pop crowd, is why it's doing so well in the charts, um, I think could be a good contender as well in the EDM community for Song of the Summer. Now, if we're looking at festival bangers, though, that has to go to Laserbeam by Ray Volpe. Um, When Laserbeam was one of those tracks that I kept hearing about on Twitter and people kept talking about and posting videos, and I was like, oh, wow, this track sounds fire. Like, yeah. I can't wait for this to come out. But I looked and looked and looked and I saw nothing from Ray. I saw nothing online about like when was this song laser beams. And, uh, and I finally found a tweet of him talking about how like it's unreleased, but it will be coming out. Uh, eventually he didn't have a date or anything. He was just like, it's going to come out. It's going to come out. And so just kind of after listening to all these EDC sets, it's like everyone played laser beams. It didn't matter what genre you played. You played, you played laser beam in your set because it is just a banger it is good fun dubstep dubstep at his finest um uh i guess more of a bro step is what it would actually kind of fall more into um and it's just exciting it's fun um i really i really look forward to hopefully getting to see ray volpe he announced the tour following uh, the release of laser beams he's got some more music on the way as well um and i'm really hoping i get a chance to catch him on tour um he's someone who um i remember listening to a remix he had um man let me see if i can pull up that remix i think it's called "Running." um it's the ray vulpe remix uh let's see ray Volpe and yeah it was uh no applause Running the ray vulpe remix um I heard that song and went, wow, this song, like, absolutely slaps. What a banger. Who is Ray Volpe? And I looked into him, and he had some, like, a few tracks out at the time, um, you know, mostly dubstep. And uh, I was like, okay, he's very different than this one track I've heard, but, like, I'm going to keep an eye on this guy. And uh, it's, been, it's been so fun. I've been watching him since, like, 2014, 2015 or so, seeing him develop and put out more and more new music him and are two of those artists in the edm community that was like dude i'm like i'm so happy when you guys put out new releases and put out new music and continue to just not let anything deter you because uh, they've had a lot of ups and downs of just like it, it's fun watching those 10 years happen because they always say uh, it takes 10 years to to become an overnight success and it's been really fun actually watching them go through those years of like You know they're putting out tracks they're putting out music and some of it gets picked up by djs and some of it doesn't and it's fun when you you finally see that one track pop off that everyone played um like according to a thousand one track list um laser beam was the number one played song at edc according to their count um but not every set was recorded so um we don't have a definitive answer of the number one played song but of all the recorded sets that was the most popular song and understandably so and of course the second most popular song like i talked about earlier was dash star by um knock um that track like i said fits into every set it's one of those tracks that was out for quite some time before it really got picked up um i want to say in part because we were wrapping up um the uh, everything with lockdown and shows were starting to get more and more going um that's when like people started hearing the track a little bit more and it got the, the recognition it really deserved um i know i've, I've been really looking forward to knock two and ISOXO to go on tour um but now that things are back open and, and getting going and people are really announcing these massive tours uh i look forward to seeing them they're they're two really bright artists coming up in edm music right now uh specifically in trap but they they do branch out into other genres which i i appreciate they don't lock themselves in as being a trap artist uh, or a specific type of uh, music um, so hopefully we cross our fingers and knock two and, and ISOXO will go on tour them being friends it'd be fantastic to see a co-headline tour between the two of them um, bring along you know some of the other stable valley folks like Montel 29.9 Rossi um, even a, a bigger star like Johns would be really really cool as well uh, to have on that tour But, you know, we can pray. We can hope. Uh, The artist that actually just announced the tour, which um, I'm kind of looking, I'm kind of thinking about going to go see, is Mala. And Mala is the um, balaclava-wearing DJ who's close friends with DJ Snake and Chami and Mercer. Still to this day, we do not know who Mala is, but he's going on the Don Mala album tour uh he is he does have a show in uh there was one close by. He does have one here in San Antonio at a club I've never heard of. So I'm gonna have to do some research. But the fun part is he's got some great special guests. He has a craze, which his song Do It To It is just that was like the most rinsed song before Laser Beams and Dash Star came about. That song is massive, such a such a massive song as well as Wax Motif is also going to be joining for special guests. Uh, and then they have some smaller artists that are still amazing artists in their own respect. Black V-neck, Born Dirty, Kaposi, Dylan Nathaniel, Ghetto Blaster, Habstract, Comey, and Nostalgics. Um, so I would definitely say go get your tickets for this tour. Cause Maul is a fantastic artist. He's bringing along some fantastic guests. Um, If you like house music, future house, um, bass house, like Maul your guy, man. He, he's absolutely uh, killing it. Um, but yeah, music has been a little slow for me lately, which is, you know, understandable. You know, every Friday I, I get up and I, I try to take a look at what's going on in the charts and uh, new releases, and nothing else of lately has really stood out to me. But it's understandable because I know we have a lot of Uh, cool stuff coming up as well as there's still stuff I need to go back and listen to some more Um, I spent a lot of time with the Kendrick Lamar album when it came out but I haven't gone back to it and I always see that as a bit of did I fault did the album not hold up which is why I didn't go back to it or rather um, did I just get bored of it easily was you know was it not my cup of tea Um, I feel like you know if I'm repeatedly going back to an album or a song um that that song has connected with me it has resonated with me so I look back you know at my you know uh, of all the music I've been listening to recently um I always can go back to that John Summit EDC um um uh, set um I can always go back to the Dylan Francis EDC set the Gigantic Nightmare EDC set the Hulk Gang Sub Focus and Wilkinson Um, those are things I can always go back to, but there hasn't been an album that I've had on repeat lately. And it makes me a little sad because there, there's been some cool stuff I've listened to. Um, the Noisia album was one of those, um, that I was like, "I, I need to give it more listens, but nothing has drawn me back to it. Uh, the Alert album, Origin, um, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Um, the melodic blue by baby keen was another album that, um, I did listen to a lot on repeat when it first came out. Um, but I haven't gone back to it since. And I really should, because they did get their recognition for family ties, um, getting that, um, that Grammy with Kendrick Lamar. Um, but, um, pretty much for me lately, it's, it's been drum and bass. I really love sub focus and Wilkinson. Uh, Dimension, uh, Montreal 29.9 has really put out, a, a ton of fantastic music recently. And it just made me like really relook at that genre and go, whoa, like drum and bass is, is kind of, I feel like not exactly what I've been looking for. Um, but it's something that I wish I would have given more time earlier on, um, in my life. Cause I always listened to drum and bass when I was younger and being like, the song's not doing anything it's there's no drop there's no crazy you know drop or build up or anything it just the song just continues moving Um, but like an escalator or those moving walkways sometimes you just want continuous movement and good vocals and everything Uh, I know one track that I absolutely have been loving from um, Sub Focus is It's Time Uh, with Gene Ferris on that track. Um, it is just, I don't know, it's just fun. It's, it's, it's a drum and bass song that was able to get me to move around. Um, I have, have made that comparison before that drum and bass. I get that ska vibe, ska music, you know, ska punk, you know, from the nineties just makes me want to move. And drum and bass is the EDM version of that where it's music that I can't explain it. I just want to move. Um and so I'm really loving it I would definitely say if you're an EDM fan and have slept on German bass go check out Sub Subfocus um, go check out Wilkinson Montel 299 uh, Dimension um, all just absolutely amazing amazing artists the majority of them being from overseas because German bass is not big in America we, we just, uh, it just it never caught on for some reason I do not know why um, but but overall, that's kind of what I've been listening to. Um, you know, have been, uh, watching a lot of Ted Lasso. Uh, I really do appreciate that show. Uh, one of the, one of the things I was really excited for recently was they added Marcus Munford to the ACL lineup. Um, you know, all of us here are really excited for ACL this year. Uh, they added a couple new artists a few weeks ago. Um, two of them being a death cat for cutie and culture club, uh, and who doesn't like George Michael? Like, it's going to be a fantastic show from Culture Club. They have so many bangers. Uh, Death Cab for Cutie can get a little depressing at times, but it's very good music. Um, but just this week, or I believe it was last week, um, they announced that Marcus Munford was uh, going to be joining the lineup. And uh, not as Munford and Sons. He's, he's uh, reportedly working on some solo stuff um, that I'm really interested to find out where that's going to go because from my understanding is he's been spending the majority of his time with Tom Howie as they've been making the music for Ted Lasso, both season one and season two. And I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, he's also doing the work for season three, which they're currently in the middle of recording. Um, and, um, I'm really excited. You know, I, I really am passionate about, uh, Ted Lasso as a show And uh, the thought of getting to see Marcus Munford, who does all the music for the show, get to perform... He's got to play a couple tracks, because that's one of those shows that the music was definitely crafted for the moment. Um, I I know I saw an interview with Jason Sudeikis talking about uh, Ted Lasso and how he... He's just good friends with Marcus Munford. And um, he just reached out to him and said, Hey, do you think you can can do some music for us? And he jumped on board instantly. And uh, it's kind of been a little... Pretty much just been history since then. He's done so much work for the show um, that I'm sure some of that stuff will get played out um, in his set for ACL. In addition to I'm excited to see what the new music is. You know, I I wasn't a huge fan of of Munford & Sons' last, uh, last album... Um, I still do prefer some of the older stuff. Um, So I'm kind of uh, looking forward to seeing where they're going and and where he's taking his music and what direction he is. And, you know, whether or not, you know, we're going to get more Mumford & Sons or if it's just going to, he's kind of going to split off and do his own solo work. Um, But overall, I think it's super exciting. Um, uh, The lineup for ACL is looking really stacked. And uh, if you're listening to this or by the time this comes out, uh, we will have the one-day lineups for ACL as well as one-day tickets will be on sale So if you're uh, looking to see a specific artist and you only you know want to go out for one day um, Friday July the uh, what is it, the 12th? Uh, fr- oh, no Friday July the 15th. That is your day to get one day tickets for ACL um, Really hoping they split up some of these artists, you know I don't want to have to have these crazy conflicts of, oh, am I going to see Diplo or Zoo? Um, You know, I I hope they split them up pretty well. Um, Of the headliners, I'm really not sure who I'm leaning towards. I'm going to pull up the lineup real quick uh, just so I can uh, look at it in front of me. But um, I'm very open. I'm very open to who I want to see. Um, Of my for sure artists that I'm really uh, looking forward to, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, really excited for them bloom loved his last album uh, was so so good um, I want to see Lil Nas X if I can if he doesn't conflict with anyone because just a massive massive star and uh, some really really good music Phoenix is a for sure for me I'm happy they're gonna be there for weekend two. Uh Diplo would love to go see zoo is a maybe I wasn't a fan of his EDC set um it just didn't connect with me he's kind of moving in a different direction that just wasn't connecting with me too much um so zoo is currently a, a maybe for me uh, but some of the other big ones i'm really looking uh, to see deathcap for cutie uh, spoon would be really nice see Oliver tree again uh big gigantic would be really nice i really loved um their back-to-back uh with uh, nightmare idgc was a really really fun set uh sophie tucker they've been putting out a lot of tiktoks lately and i love their mashups and uh and such it's been it's been really fun listening to some of the cool stuff they've been coming up with uh in terms of like actually like djing and stuff uh japanese breakfast would be fantastic to see if possible culture club like i said before uh the maria's would be nice um purple disco machine uh love his uh love his track um let me pull it up here i want to make sure i get the right name here uh but he has a track that just like absolute slaps um it dopamine dopamine man that track fantastic like it is just is is dopamine uh for my brain in audible form like it is that good. It is such a such a fun song. Um so looking forward to seeing him. Uh and after that it gets kinda like okay who who do I want to learn more about? No Cyrus would be nice to see Benny uh, would be super super dope uh, to see um, Tizo touchdown um, would be really nice, and then we get into the territory of like, all right, I'm ready to learn some new artists, um, like who is Disco Cowboy, and who is Sloppy Jane? There's people that are probably gonna go on at two o'clock in the afternoon, or it's hot as hell, but dude, I want to check them out. I want to listen to some some new music and and find some new artists all these artists are on here for a reason, man, they, they make some good music, and, uh, that's one of the fun parts that I, I know the other guys have as well is, is discovering new music, especially at, uh, a music festival, you know, they're, you're hoping they're gonna put their best foot forward and play the hits and play some cool, cool stuff to draw you in, um, so I'm, I'm really excited to see, um, some of these new artists and I and every time I look at the lineup, I find someone new, uh, this person, M E N D Adam, me, Adam. I, I do know how know how to pronounce that. Um, but I'm like, who is he? What kind of music does he make? I'm, I'm definitely excited to check him out and stuff. Um, but overall that's kind of going to wrap it up. Those are kind of the main, uh, things I wanted to talk about kind of going on with, uh, with music for me kind of where my views stand on, on where EDM's at right now and uh, it's bright. It's so bright. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, a lot of the new stuff that's going to come out. Uh, the EDM scene uh, in, in every single genre and, and I hope we can break down some of these these genre barriers and we get more of these cool back-to-backs like a John Summon and a Subtronics. Um, you know uh, Diplo being more of a a house DJ at the moment playing more of the housey stuff. Uh, I'm really excited to see like what he has, you know, cooking up. He just put out an album, um, a couple albums recently. And, uh, it's just, it's, it's, he's, he's all over the place and it's great. It's fantastic. I can't put a, a genre label on that guy. Um, and that's awesome. And I want to see more artists like that, you know, break out and go different direction. Um, you know, it'd be cool to see Hardwell play something a little different than progressive house in big room. And don't get me wrong. That stuff is fantastic. I look forward to his new al- album. I believe it's called, um, renegades never die. Um, he's, it feels like he's putting out a new single every week. Um, and I just keep waiting to be like, all right, can we just get the album ready? Cause like, there's a lot of singles. Like what is this, a 20 track album? Um, but his couple sets that he's put out, uh, this year were, were amazing. Uh, the new music sounds fantastic and, um, excited to, to get back to, uh, some big room. It's a progressive house that I haven't, uh, I've kind of strayed away from since, uh, when I first started listening to EDM. Um, but yeah, there, there's, there's just cool stuff coming up in the near future and I'm really excited about it. Um, unfortunately, you know, I have found a couple of hidden gems lately, but, uh, I know there's some cool stuff coming up, uh. And so, uh, just gotta be patient, see what's coming up. Uh, but overall, that's pretty much gonna, gonna do it. Um, you know, I just wanted to come on and, and, and provide you guys an episode. Uh, I know it's, it's, you know, 50 plus minutes of me just talking, uh, with no one to bounce things off of, but it's it kind of been, uh, kind of been fun just, uh, getting a chance to just kind of speak my mind, no interruptions and just talk about some of the stuff that, um, it's been on my mind. Uh, in terms of music and uh, kind of my ideas and feelings of stuff, uh, it's, it's definitely been an interesting episode. So please let me know if this was something that you guys enjoyed or if I should never do this again. Um, but um, once, so if this episode is a little different than every other episode, but if you would like to see a classic episode, uh, might I recommend going to riffsontap.com? That's R I F F S. O N T A P S dot com, on There you're going to find uh, all the links uh, to our different playlists. We have our Apple Music playlist, our Spotify playlist, uh, where we update that with some of the music we've been listening to. Like I said, I'm going to put that new Ellis uh, System song, Afraid to Feel, on there for sure. Um, and as well as the links to find the rest of our episodes on Apple Music or on Apple Podcasts and Spotify uh you can go back through there and go through the catalog we have uh, fifty other episodes for you that you can uh listen to uh no more solo episodes uh in those in those uh old, in those first fifty episodes um but um yeah no thank you so much uh if you if you did tune in you stayed all the way to the end uh it really means a lot uh and if you can please share the podcast with a friend you know if you have someone who's a big music fan or enjoys you know hearing about concerts and kind of just, you know, artists in general, uh, please send them our way, man. We'd love to have them come tune in. Uh, We hope to bring you guys more artist interviews as well. Um, So if you guys really enjoyed the interview we had a few weeks ago um, with some of our friends, um, yo, we're really hoping to to bring some new artists on, uh, some local artists, um, you know, and, uh, and just kind of showcase, you know, what the San Antonio music scene is like uh, but that's something we're working on uh, currently and uh, hope to bring that to you very soon. But if you stay this long, I thank you so much. You're wonderful and fantastic. And I hope you have a fantastic day. Once again, this has been Riffs on Tap, episode number 51. I'm your host Alejandro, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.